Hello everybody, it's Jamie and Marcus here. And welcome to Chef on a Mission Radio. Eat, learn, and live. And we are super excited to be here today again. Got some very powerful information, right Jamie? We always do. Absolutely. And we love to share with everybody. We absolutely love to share. Part of my why, part of my mission is to educate people on their lifestyle and on their entrepreneurial endeavors. So this is just part of our overall mission here at the restaurant. We've really incorporated a lot more of this why mission into our marketing this year at Aroma Time, at our restaurant in the last six months. This program is brought to you by Aroma Time, which is our restaurant since... Uh, 2004, so 16 years ago. And uh, we are happy to be here to spread the word about healthy eating, lifestyle, Choices. Choices, how to uh, indulge more sustainably. Uh, that's really what it's about. Because we all, we all want to be able to live. We all want to be able to enjoy good food, gourmet food. And we don't want to sacrifice. Most of us don't want to sacrifice. And it really counts what we do most of the time, not some of the time. So most of the time we need to eat correctly. And there's a lot of tips you can take just by understanding you, when you have better food choices and reading labels. So one quick thing, when I was reading a label for King Crab recently, I was uh, looking for Alaskan King Crab and the distributor sent us Russian King Crab. Now, of course, nutritional wise, there's not much of a difference. It's the same crab, technically, right? But in Russia, they don't have any quotas for crab catching. In Alaska, they have very strict quotas and just go through the Bering Sea and that's the only difference. So we're talking about food that is more sustainable, food that can be healthier, food that's going to be around, food that makes you feel good. We talk to a lot of guests and what do they tell us, Jamie, about the food? That it doesn't uh, weigh them down and they feel healthier and better and they're just happy that they have a place they can go to that um, cares about what they're serving. Right, exactly. And people do feel the difference. They sure do. So that's what we're here to educate everybody about is just getting better choices in your diet. Whether you're going out to a restaurant, the right questions to ask, whether you're eating at home. And so that's our mission. So what about, um, what about our first topic, Jamie? What? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about recycling. And um, we've, we've read tons of things about that uh, over the many years. And we're super conscious about it. Uh, in our own life and uh, we're super conscious about it in our um, restaurant and so why don't you talk a little bit about recycling absolutely so recycling we all think that recycling is this thing that is going to save the environment or you reutilize resources and being certified green and understanding that the stuff that we use the best the best way to actually recycle things is to reuse things for yourself. So for example, if you're buying honey in jars, reuse those jars. Try not, not to throw them into the recycle bin. When we first started doing this whole commingled thing years and years ago and the company showed up and said, now we're gonna have some commingled uh, recyclables, I never can forget the time that they told me, here's some guidelines to the commingled. Don't throw loose papers into there. Just take the loose papers and put them into a plastic bag and then throw them into your regular trash. And I said, well, why do I have to put loose papers into a plastic bag? This doesn't seem productive and not commingle, recycle it because it's papers and it's plastic and shouldn't it all be going together to get recycled? And 
the guy said to me, Marcus, he goes, they, we don't want the papers blowing around the landfill. And I said, blowing around the landfill? He goes, yes, your papers will blow around the landfill, so we recommend you put them into a plastic bag. And I was shocked. So the more research that I did, the more I found out that the whole recycling thing is not really what it's, what we, the consumer actually thinks it is. It takes a lot of resources to put back into it. Not everything goes back, even though you think you're recycling. So it's not really what we think it is. But here's a tip. When you throw into your when you throw things into your commingled recyclables, there's a lot of odds and ends pieces that you throw into there. Now a lot of this stuff is sorted by machine. And when the machine starts running, the machine doesn't always run all the time because things get caught into it, things go into it that aren't supposed to go in there. And so I'm gonna to talk to some of the things that are not supposed to go into that that slow things down or that just don't get recycled to begin with. So for example, one thing you'd never ever wanna throw into the commingled recyclable is baby diapers. That's something that just does not get, even though it might seem to seem like it's made out of recyclable stuff, that's something that does not go into the machine, that does not get into the commingled, that does not get recycled. Um, they say that don't put plastic bags and things like that because it slows the machine down, it gets caught, these small things that go around. But here's the one big tip I want to I give everybody a takeaway from this, because everybody's in control of this. Do you know when you pop the can of a soda can or a beer can or some kind of beverage, an aluminum right, can? Right, you push the top open, the, the top of and it. And you have that little tab. That tab should stay in place on the can. If that tab actually ends up into the commingled separately, that can slow the machine down, it can stop the machine, it may never get recycled, it may just, it's one of those things that slows production down for them. So, when you open a can of soda or a beer with that tab on it, if you happen to pop it off, because some people are just compelled to twist and pull and twist and pull, and all of a sudden it pops off, take that and put it back inside of the can, if it's going to the commingled, and just stomp on the can so everything stays together. That little piece is not floating around in the commingled. And there's lots of other things you can do as well for your commingled. Uh, but again, the biggest thing is if you can, whatever you can buy, if you can reuse it, that's the absolute key. For us, I know we reuse a lot of glass tops. So for like Grolsch beer, beer bottles, that flip top bottle is a very common design that you can actually store the things in it. You can buy things in bulk, put things in there. You can make, do your own water bottles. You can, you can put olive oil in there. You can mm -hmm. do other things and pop it into those type of bottles. So some other bottles are made of the same technology, that flip top bottle. If whatever you can reuse, reuse. We have taken 1.75 liter flip top bottles and re reuse them for honey for gee, a decade now. Maple syrup. We? Maple syrup. All right, they're not maple syrup. And we've used it for a decade. The same bottles go back and forth. We go through several gallons of maple syrup a month. And that is just that many plastic bottles that we're saving. And if everybody just did something like that, yeah. then we can start seeing some really big changes. It starts small. And, but just think, just because the recycle bin, again, is not, is not the answer to everything. It's just not. Reusing, repurposing yourself, that's the real answer. So really be conscious. Buy things in bulk. When you can have a chance to go into a health food store or to a store that has bulk items, if you're buying almonds, buy them by the bulk. Don't buy them by these small packages with five plastic bags right. per pound. 
buy them with one plastic bag per five pounds or into a box that it can go into, something that's non-plastic. A lot of states, a lot of, I know, especially for us here in New York State, the, a lot of the local counties are going plastic-free. Mm-hmm. And some of the stores have no idea what to do. Some of the smaller <laughs> stores are not into that corporate uh, multi, multi-chain. Multi-chains are easy. Right. A Walmart, a ShopRite, a Hannaford's. These kind of stores just have this in their infrastructure already. But the other stores, I was reading a post on Facebook and this one running store, she goes, I have, literally have 10,000 plastic bags. And now I'm not allowed to use them anymore. I stocked up on plastic bags last year before this law was ever even thought of. And now I, I don't know what to do with these bags. So she just puts it on Facebook. What do I do with all these? And people say, well, don't throw them out. Right. Use them for something at some point so they get a use out of them. Save them for running races. Save them for something. something. But you have to now switch to paper bags. That's the reality of it. And paper bags are more expensive, and stores are charging more for paper bags, but it's the right thing to do. Really, really is the right thing to do is have your own bag that you keep reusing every single time. Or don't take time. a bag at all. Don't take a bag at all. Right, if you're only buying a few products that you can carry with you, carry them out of the store without a bag at all. That's a great idea. When I go to the store, I will load up the shopping cart with mm-hmm. all of what I need. They will load it back into the shopping cart without a bag. Yep. I will put it, push it to my okay. car, pop open the trunk and lay everything out in the patch of the car and that's how I drive home and then I just, you know, if I need to take a box at home, I'll take a box and bring it in. A lot of people will take their own recycling bags, which is perfectly fine. They're permanent tote bags, perfectly, perfectly fine. But for years, we were doing this long before there was a law in place. I remember going to Ace Hardware in the 16 years that I've been shopping at Ace Hardware since we've been open. I don't think I've used one paper bag from Ace Hardware. Yeah, I don't think so. Paper bags, it still takes resources to make paper. Paper's better than plastic because this doesn't stick around our environment, but there's still an impact to the environment. So make wise choices, educate yourself, Absolutely. and let's create a better, better environment. Absolutely. So Jamie, I have a question for you. Sure. Uh, you were talking to me the other day about uh, people don't meet by accident, the seven type of cosmic connections. And you had read some great article. And do you want to talk about that? Absolutely. So I think everybody comes into our lives for a specific reason. Uh, they enter into your life at a certain time. Uh, you might need them. They might need you. And, um, you know, the universe sends them for, for a reason. Um, you know, there's, there's so many different people out there in the world. Um, just a lot of different people and you're to get something from each person and you're to give something to each person I think I think that that's kind of the way that the universe works and and things don't always just happen by chance they happen because they're supposed to happen they're you're supposed to meet these people you're supposed to just enjoy their company or get something from them I, I totally agree with that we're brought into people's lives and the way we meet people is by chance a lot of times. Sometimes you know by just meeting somebody that you can you have a connection or that you're going to get along. And I don't think a lot of people just take it for granted. And I think you just need to understand who who's in your network Absolutely. of people and what their strengths are. And look for a lot of these people for learning lessons. You know, I had an interesting conversation with somebody today. And, um, you know, she was... Uh, very upset about some situations in her life and she made a comment about how her choices if she could look back she wouldn't have made those choices in her life and so on and so on and I looked at her and I said 
you wouldn't be who you are today without all of those things that have happened to you. You wouldn't be that person at all. And so you have to take those things and you have to figure out what will work for you now and how to find people that support you in all the things that you're doing. And you're just not looking in the right places, what I told her. I said, you need to look in different places. You need to put out that energy that you need support and that you need help in whatever area of your life you need help with, whether it's a relationship, whether it's children, whether it's family members, whether it's going back to school, whatever it is, you just need to find the support of what it, what it is that you need. And it's there, and it will find you, I think, but you have to be willing and open to accept it. Yeah, there has to be a level of, a level of self-awareness. Absolutely. In your life that, that understands who's around you. We feel that we're successful employers because we we know that we have to be a coach to people. We know that we have to be a coach to our team members that some of them don't come to us with, you know, the best skills, <laughs> but they come to us with maybe the right ethics. Maybe they come to us with the right, um, uh, the right attitude, the right aptitude. And we just understand that they may have never been shown something before. Right. And you have to understand that you're that person there to show them. We've had people that have come through our organization and you know they get into a car accident at 2 a.m. and they're calling you, Jamie, instead of their mom because you filled more of a gap than their mom has for them. Absolutely. And that's been the situation almost over and over again. Not with everybody, but with a lot of people. There's always a person on staff that I feel like yesterday, uh, somebody came up to me and said, Marcus, you know, good kid, really good kid, just doesn't have his priorities together. And it's the priorities that, 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 that are missing. And he asked me and he said, can you write, uh, or can I use you as a reference? And I said, I'd love to use you I'm, use me as reference, right. but you need to clean up your social media. Right. You need to get some certain things. I don't want to be associated and, and give you a reference if this is what you're portraying, portraying. of yourself. And nobody's ever really told him that before and or he, held him he accountable. And he thought, well, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, he didn't really understand, and you explained it to him. Yes, I said, if I'm going to, if I'm going to, if you're going to use me as a reference, I need to make sure that, that I'm referring somebody who's not out there doing things on social media that don't look professional. And this pushed him to change his social media and think about things differently. So I was there for a specific reason for him. Right, you were meant to meet. We're Somehow right. or another, you were meant to be in his life years ago and then to be back in his life now. To have this, to have any kind of conversation with him. And he looks to me like, like towards a, like a father figure. Absolutely. And I feel that I can get through to him sometimes better than his parents because I'm not his parent. And I can tell him how it is and he'll still respect me and I'm not nagging him, but I'll tell him how it is. I've been able to tell him over and over over the years, this is how it is. And this, this, this. So you need to attract together on your social media and you better up your image before you expect for me to give you a reference or for anybody to call me as a reference. Right. So, cause I'm, I have an image I have to uphold and I just can't just give referrals to people when they're out there, you know, doing things that don't look that professional. So, you know, I, I always feel that we're never thrown anything that we can't particularly handle. Um, even at the worst moments, uh, the people surrounding us are meant to be there. And, and we're also needing to embrace the good, the good moments, you know, and the people that are around us at that moment. So, you know, I, 
there are seven kinds of people in the universe um, that are sent your way, and they're all sent for different reasons. And so let's talk about those seven, those seven people. There's seven different types of people. And so the first ones are the heartbreakers. Uh, these are the people that come into your lives. Um, they come into your life and really make you feel on top of the world. But then all of a sudden, bam, it stops. So they stop you and they break you in some way. Right? They upset you. They're there to teach you a hard lesson or to, um, or, or to teach you something, right? So those heartbreakers are there. Um, you also have the Eternals. These are the people who come into your life and stay in your life. They're there for a long time. They're there to support you and become lasting, lasting friends, lasting family members, close members, and they don't shy away. They don't move away. They're Eternals, right? They're there for a long time. They're for a long time. Sort of like the best friend from high school. Right. The people that- They're you, always gonna be there, right? They're always right? gonna be there for you. You might not talk to them for years, and all of a sudden you just start talking, and it's like, they never left. You say a lot of times to people like, wow, we didn't miss a beat. Right. Haven't seen you in a decade, and it's like, we haven't even missed a beat. Right, those are the people that are there for good and bad times, right? They're, they're there for good and bad times and, and nothing's gonna tear them away from you. So, then you have the runners. These are the people who come into your life and quickly change you. Uh, they change, that change may be positive, it might be negative, but they don't stick around for a long time. So they run in and they run out. They run in and they run out. Right, so. And I think we've all experienced those type of people in our lives, I know I have. And, and sometimes, you don't want them there longer than they're there for, but they're there for a reason, right? Again, back to that, they're there for a reason. Then you have the people that are the reminders. These are the people who come into your life to remind you of something. They sometimes stick around for a while, but usually are only there for a few moments. They give you simple pointers or remind you of something you had been forgetting. These kinds of people often go overlooked. So those are the reminder people that kind of come in quickly, right? And kind of remind you of something, whether it's to be thankful for whatever it is in your life, right? Maybe it's the reminder of meeting that homeless person on the street, right? And reminding you of how lucky you really are to have a roof over your head and a car to drive and all that kind of stuff. So it might just be that quick person that you see passing by. Um, and then you have the teachers, and these are the people who come into your life, obviously, to teach you something. Uh, they have a lesson ready for you. They're giving you something to learn from. Uh, these are the kind of people I love that teachers. make huge differences in our lives, right? I, I love the teachers that come into my life that, that show me. And there has to be an, a willingness for the student to be taught. Right. A lot, as we deal with this with a lot of business owners a lot of restaurateurs, a lot of chefs, they're a little stubborn sometimes, and they already know. Everything. They already know everything. Folks, we do not know everything. We learn constantly, we learn all the time. I had this great conversation with somebody with a coaching, uh, a coaching equal last week. He pointed me to something, I studied the topic, studied the person, mm -hmm. and the next thing that I know I'm pitching to a big company for a big time contract because of that simple information I learned that I was able to learn from another person who was a peer of mine who was in the teaching role at the time. And, and the next one is the learners, right? Those are the people that come into our lives to learn from us. Those are the people that we can actually teach. So, right, you're teaching 
the learners. Teacher learners. And uh, you see, we don't always have to be the ones that are learning. We could also be the teachers. So it kind of goes hand in hand. So sometimes we can be the teachers. Sometimes we can be the learners. Right. So you always hear the expression of, of somebody take you under their wings. Right. You know, that's the teacher and that's the student. Absolutely. And the last one is the empowerers. These are the people who really push you to do and be who you want to be. They come into your life at the perfect time and really empower you. They make you feel like you can accomplish anything and uh, that you put your mind to. So then you have the empowerers, the people that help you, push you, and make you want to be a better, better person all the time. Great. And where did you find that article, Jamie? So this article was found, I don't even remember where I found it. But, What's the website? Uh, uh, it is awarenessact.com. Awarenessact.com. So it's about spirituality and, and uh, again, you know, you don't meet people by accident. So everyone comes into your life for a certain reason. So, Great. But, uh, Speaking about coming into your life, how about a trip of a lifetime? How about a yeah. trip through a VIP. Italy? VIP. A trip of a lifetime, VIP winery vacation throughout Italy. Check out our website, VIPWineryVacations.com. VIPWineryVacations.com. Jamie and I will usher you around the most beautiful cities. Uh, uh, vineyards. Vineyards beautiful villages, medieval villages through the countryside of Italy, take you to amazing places, amazing meals uh, in vineyards, out of vineyards. We uh, have specialized in building relationships with everybody who we buy from through our restaurant. And thus we have spun off a separate company called VIP Winery Vacations where this is what we do. We take you away for eight days and everybody who goes with us wants to go again. And we just travel through different parts of Italy. You can go to VIPWineryVacations.com and see our next trip. There's always some trip coming up. Keep in mind, a lot of times trips are sold out just because we book ahead of time. They are very getting very popular. We also do custom tours. So if you have a group of 10 or more people, we can actually take you on a custom trip, so if you have a family reunion, if you wanna do even a wedding, uh, even a party, even a work-related uh, uh, trip, we can handle all that. Now, here's the big thing that we have. We have what's called our charity wine trips. Our charity wine trips are basically where we team up with a nonprofit organization and we donate up to $10,000 back to that organization. So it is the organization's people, it's their network. We show them how to advertise the trip, how to market the trip, and we donate up to $10,000 back. And that is also found at VIPWineryVacations.com. Check it out, join us for a trip of a lifetime. We'd love to have, have you uh, join us. It's just an amazing, amazing time. People cannot Absolutely. say uh, enough good things about these trips. Absolutely. So Marcus, the next topic that we are going to talk about is anti antibiotic-free beef. And uh, you are a big advocate for so many different foods, uh, so many different farms, things like that. So why don't you give us a little bit of information about that? Sure. So I gave a quick little speech the other day about this. I gave two, two speeches two days in a row about antibiotic-free beef. Antibiotic-free beef is a little tricky, and I'm going to teach you or show you or talk to you about what I know about it and how to avoid what may seem to be antibiotic-free beef, which may not be. So federally, There's a lot of key words out there, right? There There's are. a lot of... The federally regulated term antibiotic-free means that the, there's no present antibiotics in the poultry or the beef. There's no present, that's the key, present antibiotics. That means that the animals could have been administered antibiotics throughout their life. 
They could have been then weaned off of them and then passed through as a natural antibiotic-free product. I first learned about this as a young chef, 23, 24 years old, in Colorado at the country club when I remember the past president's wife asked me to source antibiotic-free beef, and I was young and I was learning, and she was at the point, the teacher in my life, not realizing it, but looking back based upon your article you just <laughs> read off, she was that cosmic teacher for me that made me self-aware, and I was a student who was ready for the lesson. And I did some research myself. I got on board with uh, natural beef, all kinds of natural food. But during this this journey, right after that, I met a company, a, a broker, a salesperson who was from a company, and he was explaining to me antibiotic free. And I had questions, like, "Well, what do you do if if the animals get sick and this?" And that? he goes, "Well, we still give them antibiotics, Marcus." And I said, "But it's antibiotic free." And he goes, "Well, what that means, Marcus? Here's what that means. Let me explain to you." We wean the animals off, and this is a federally regulated term, we wean the animals off of antibiotics. We take one or two carcasses per hundred head of cattle, we ship it to the University of Colorado, they test if there's no residues or less than one part per million or something residues of antibiotics, we pass the whole lot off as antibiotic-free beef. Oh. And I said, wow, so the other 97 head are not tested and they could have antibiotics on them. He said, well, they could, but we only test three. So I'm not sure if they could even cherry pick the three. They might be able to cherry pick the three and pass it off. However, the term you want to look for nowadays is never ever administered antibiotics. antibiotics. Now that is called a never ever program cattle that is an, or poultry that is a never ever program will never be administered. If they do get sick and they are administered antibiotics, then they are pulled out of the program and put into who knows where, a commodity program, or maybe they might get weaned too and get put still in a natural program. So buyer beware when you see the terminology antibiotic-free beef, antibiotic-free <laughs> poultry, antibiotic-free hot dogs, whatever it is, buyer beware. Make sure you're looking for never ever, never, ever, 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 ever <laughs> administered antibiotics. Now, that's, now, good, that's good, that's good to know. <laughs> now we're not talking, we're, we're not talking about vaccine free because they can still have other medications. So most animals are still vaccinated and to find a farmer doesn't vaccinate is even harder. Once you start crossing cattle across state lines, they want the animals vac uh, vaccinated anyway. So it's not saying, even though it's a never ever antibiotic free program, there still could be other things in the cattle that you may not know or mm. be opposed to. Interesting. So that's the situation with that. So be very careful of that. So. Excellent, excellent. So uh, some of the things that uh, we do, right? So some of the other things that we do. Uh, we love to teach people. We, sure we are. Do. We are teachers, <laughs> and we uh, like. To we coach. also love to learn, but we like to teach as well, and we like to take our knowledge and our our things that we've learned over the last uh, however many years. I mean, sixteen years of business, but also over the many years of learning, right, and uh, being in the restaurant business. We do coaching. We coach other businesses. We absolutely do. We have a coaching business. They can go to 50mistakes.com, 50mistakes.com. It's also called Restaurant Growth Secrets University. It is a full, there's lots of courses online, 50, 60 hours of tutorial videos on how to run a restaurant, how to run a business. A lot of the stuff is very universal. They can even get a free copy of the book, uh, the mastercoach.biz, I believe. I, I will have to find out the exact link for that. But if they go to 
aromatimebistro.com or any of our websites, 50mistakes.com. There's a link there to get a free book, 50mistakes.com. There's a link there, hit that to get my free book, and that is 50 Mistakes That Business Owners Make. I love writing, I love contributing, I love creating content, I love creating videos so people can learn. Uh, that, it, Like I said, that is one of my, my missions in life, one of my whys is to educate people. So that is uh, some really powerful stuff that we do coach. And we coach any type of business. We've coached gyms before, tow truck companies. Uh, we've, we've worked with sewing machine companies. We, we've done a gelato. We've worked with a gelato company. We've worked with all kinds of companies. The list keeps growing. We're now talking to a granite and marble company. Anybody, that can, anybody that's willing to, to listen to us will can learn. There's a lot of valuable information that's very universal from one business to another. So speaking Absolutely. of so content, Marcus, I know this is gonna be probably one of the last things that we get to talk about today, but um, you know, your we talk about success quite a bit and we talk about our story and your story and that's super important in business itself, right? It's just telling our story. So let's talk about what your definition of success happens to be. And um, it's a great topic. It because, is a great topic. <laughs> because that's the article that I just contributed to Forbes. Forbes yep. I write for Forbes.com. Uh, you can find some of my articles on Forbes.com under the business councils, New York business councils. And I just wrote an article on the true meaning of success. And what does it really mean? So as a young chef, I was perplexed and trying to figure out my path of what I wanted to do. And I remember my mentor, my teacher, Peter Timmons, and I had another mentor, Peter Schindler, and I remember them telling me, Marcus, it can take you up to 10 years in this industry to find your true calling. And I was thinking, I don't have 10 years to find my true calling. <laughs> I want to know what my true calling is right, right now. now. And if you know Marcus. <laughs> but then again, everybody gets yes. into your lives at a certain time of your life for a certain reason. I remember I was 19 years old, uh, and I was having this conversation with my mentor, at maybe 2021, 20, but at 19 years old, I remember meeting an individual, and his name is Kevin Zrelli. Kevin Zrelli is the um, the wine guy, the wine guy, <laughs> Windows in the World wine course. He was the cellar master at Windows in the World Super restaurant. Super knowledgeable wine guy. Very knowledgeable. I remember meeting him in the back of a kitchen in the in the in the kitchen at a restaurant that I was working at, and he had actually worked at that restaurant. Years and years and years of prior, 30 years prior, he had gotten a start in that restaurant. That was where he started his career and he was there visiting the owner. And he comes back into the kitchen and he makes a joke like, we're like, who is this guy? And he's like, oh, I'm here to buy the place. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, you're that wine guy. You're Kevin's <laughs> rally. And he was like, yeah, yeah, how'd you know? I'm like, cause I have your books. And I was like, I recognized you. And you know, I knew your connection to here because in your book, you talk about the Dupuy Canal House and how it started there and this and that. So I know exactly who you are. <laughs> and so he started talking, he looked at me, he goes, Marcus, he looked at 19 year old Marcus, he goes, Marcus, learn wine and make $10,000 more in your career, in your, in, 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 your, in your annual salary. And I said, that's it? Learn wine? And so that teacher was at that moment in that time in my life. And I learned that lesson, just that one, he was a person who actually, I don't know what we categorize that, a person who runs in and runs out. He literally ran in and out of my life for literally 15 minutes and the impacted runner. me the so much. Now I'm friends with Kevin and we know each other now to this day and we see each other at events and we talk and we drink wine and, and we have a good time when we're together. But there was many, maybe 20 years that I didn't see him or 15 years that I had not seen him. However, um, 
that lesson was a very good lesson to me because that helped me define my style of food and my style of business, which is why we do our wine trips and evolved in that because as a 19 year old, I wanted to be able to, to taste wine and drink wine and I couldn't. So little quick lesson, I, when I worked at the Greenbrier in West Virginia, I would go through the garbage every night and look at the labels and the sommelier would help me read the labels so I could understand what was in it. Mm. So that was part of that lesson and part of my execution. But back to the true meaning of, of success. Right. So I was like, wow, it's gonna take me 10 years to find my true calling. This is a long time. I can't believe it. I wanna fast track this. Folks, there is no fast tracking this. You know what it is when it happens. And people that are in their 20s, like our daughter, she knows what she wants to do, she, but she's in no rush to do it. She's 20 years old. There's no, she's, there's I wanted no, to be a teacher. You right, wanted I wanted to teach young children. That's what I thought I wanted to do. And instead, I'm now teaching adults. I'm now educating. I'm now out there in a different capacity, but I'm still teaching. Right. right? So I didn't lose what I trained for, but, right? So right. I'm still a teacher. So I'm not worried about my daughter's slow pace right now. She's 20 years old. She's only 20. She has another 10 years to figure out what she wants to do, really, right? So as long as she doesn't make bad choices along the way, and which I'm not really worried about. I, there's, there's no reason to rush this. You will find in this day and age with the amount of technology we have, the digital age, you can make money doing anything. I know what I'd like her to do, but I can't force her to do what I'd like her to do. I'd like her to, to work more on our digital marketing agency. I'd like her to help us on that side. I'd like to help us grow that business. I'd like to help her travel to Italy with us and grow that side of the business. And those all those opportunities are there, but I have to let her make those decisions. So what is so, the true meaning of success? So the true meaning of success is is really doing what you love. What you what makes you happy. Without compromising your ethics, your morals being able to make a living and being able to impact people. I tell a quick story in my article about a friend of mine, Frank. Frank ran across the country. Yes, ran across the country, California to New York. He did it twice, 1979, 1980. And when he did it in 1980, he broke the record from running coast to coast, 46 days. Frank literally took 5 million steps across the country. Frank's true calling was running, working with with people running. Now Frank owns a shoe store. <laughs> Frank's passion and knowledge is feet. He knows feet better than any person I know out there based upon his own success, based upon his own failures and his own success. And when you go get fitted from Frank for shoes, you are truly in the hands of an expert that is there for the passion of it. I've seen Frank's business go up and down and he is there to keep spreading the word and helping people resolve issues. He resolved my knee issues. He, I, the, what your feet control in your body is amazing. And as soon as you understand that, and when you go to him, you will understand it. So really, the true name of success is being able to take an accumulation of what you've learned in your life and being able to share it, impact others in a sustainable, moral, ethical, and financially prosperous way. And for us, it's always been about serving small brands. We looked at each other, our second or third year open and go, just don't we serve this big brand of beer? Why don't we do it? And you were like, no, we don't. Which was good because it kept me on track because even when your financials are in rough shape, that success, that mission, that why, coming through and pushing you forward to the next level is the true sign of success. Not caving in and doing something that really goes against your morals and your ethics. So just honoring, honoring who you are 
and being able to make a livelihood out of it and raise a family or whatever you choose to do, whether you choose to get married or not get married, just have a positive impact on the people you're around. That's the true name of success. Good. I like that. I like that. That's important to remember, right? And we keep each other accountable quite a bit on what the true meaning of success is and what our success is and where we want to be, right? And, uh, and to follow that. So Absolutely. that's important. And I, I think our guests too. Right, our guests, they help us as well. Our guests help us <laughs> because they, you know, and there was one time a couple of years ago where a lady gave us a bad review around Thanksgiving. And, and I don't understand why you don't have more local vegetables. I'm like, it's December. It's the end of November. Like, what do you expect? But that pushed me. To that get more pushed local. me. <laughs> so I said, you know what? I'm going to prove her wrong. <laughs> I'm going to prove her wrong. And my goal after that was to have something local on every single dish of our menu. Whether it was local basil in the middle of the winter, whether it was a canned local tomato from New Jersey, my goal was to have something local on our menu, on every, every single dish, dish year-round. And that pushed me to do that. Right. And um, it was a learning lesson for me. Yep. She was she was my teacher she was. by writing a bad review that pushed me to hold me accountable for that. So um, I'm that's not... Why, that's why she was here. That's why she was here. That's why she was there. Hold me to an account. I, I, hold me to an, a higher level. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that's, again, back to those seven types of people, right? Everybody yes. comes into your life for a different reason. And I never reason. met her. Right. I just read a review. <laughs> <laughs> All you right. know, I, I, think, I think that goes to, you know, back to those people, again, that come into your life, right? They, they come in and out, and, and uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Life is amazing, and the way that we learn, and we, we teach each other. And, the way that you learn. If you yeah. come to Italy with us... We promise you will be saying, I learn us so much. I learn us so much. I learn us so much. Every yeah. vineyard we go to, every city we go to, every market we go to, every I learn us so much. Yeah. <laughs> I learn us so much. What a great show so <laughs> yeah. far. Well, what a great show a Show, today. yes. I think uh, we're out of absolutely, time. Absolutely, I think so. And uh, we appreciate you listening to us. Appreciate the support. Absolutely. Very thankful for the support. Absolutely. So. So. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate it. We have a lot of gratitude towards you and a lot of gratitude towards the simple things in our life. Every day I give gratitude to an accountability partner for literally hot water mm -hmm. when it's cold out. Because if you didn't have hot water, some of the simple things in life... Uh, you would uh, you would be quite upset, but since we have hot water every day and electric all day, and heat all day, we don't or the car in a car, we just don't take we just take it all for granted. And I think being self-aware of what a lot of people don't other people don't have across the world it's important. is is just a key to bring everything back into full circle and reality. Reality, absolutely. So, so thanks again. Absolutely, everybody. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. All the support at the restaurant over the years, our radio show, and everything else. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate it. It's Jamie and Marcus here. All right. Talk to you later.